This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It's 9.20, it's Thursday, the 28th of December, and you're listening to The Morning Run. Now, a quick update on Bursa Malaysia, FBM KLCI specifically. It is actually up 0.1% to 1,455 points. Now, let's turn our attention to the consumer sector. In October this year, wholesale and retail trade exhibited growth as it expanded by 6.5% on a year-on-year basis to 142 million ringgit. However, in a month-on-month comparison, sales value did see a slight dip of 0.3%. Notably, in that same month, the country's inflation rate fell to 1.8%, the lowest level since April 2021. And this figure remained unchanged even in November. So moving forward, Malaysia's cost of living remains highly susceptible to developments in subsidiary rationalisation reforms. So is the consumer sector still a good value buy? And which segment remains resilient? For an outlook, we speak to Genevieve Ng Peifen. She is the Consumer and Glove Analyst at MIDF Investment Bank. Good morning and thanks for joining us. Now, how did the sector actually perform uh, so far this year? What were the, some of the trends that you observed? All right, sure. Just a quick one. In general, the two-quarter consumer results were mixed back. So consumer staples demonstrated a quite strong performance in third quarter with four out of six under our coverage, exceeding the expectation. But conversely, most consumer discretionary companies fell short of expectation. So one of the notable trends that we observed was the challenges faced by the discretionary companies with consumers becoming more price sensitive. This leads to the um, weakened demand for discretionary items. And this shift was mainly influenced by the reduced spending normalized interest rate and the rising inflation of prices. But on the positive side, the third quarter brought about a strong performance in F&B earnings, mainly attributed to the lower operational costs, stemming from the recent decline in global commodities and effective cost management. And for the poultry company, we saw also saw like uh, outperformance, so mainly attributed to the robust turnaround in their Malaysia and Indonesia businesses, as well as the lower fit input price. So overall, the consumer staples generally outperformed, while the consumer discretionary mostly underperformed in the quarter. So Genevieve, as we go into 2024, what are your expectations for retail spending and what will it be supported by? So looking into the retail spending in 2024, actually our outlook varies between the consumer staples and the discretionary items. We maintain an optimistic view on the resilient retail spending for consumer staples, mainly underpinned by three main factors. So first of all is the inelastic demand because of their staple nature. Secondly, we foresee a steady um, job market prospect in Malaysia with our in-house economies anticipating an unemployment rate of 3.4% in 2024. And we believe that this will continue and foot to support the retail spending on staple food. But the third one will be the increasing popularity of the out-of-home consumption for mm. consumer staples. It's another notable trend, which is expected to further boosted by the visa-free entry granted to citizens from China, India and several Middle Eastern countries. So on the flip side, we are we turn in more cautious about the substitute um, spending on the major durable products. So this is largely influenced by the robust spending observed in 2022 and various potential downside risks associated with like various implementation in the upcoming year, which are the low-value good tax, high-value goods tax, higher service tax, and the targeted subsidy for fuel in 2024. 
So overall, we, while we anticipate that the retail spending for staples will remain robust, we expect that the possibility of the continued lackluster spending on the discretionary products. Okay, let's look at uh, F&B in sp- specifically. 2022-2023, we saw volatile commodity prices continue to pose a challenge for F&B producers impacting their margin. Will this be a trend again in 2024? Well, actually, as of yesterday, we do uh, we do observe a continuous downward trend in the three-month future prices of certain commodities, including um, wheat, pet raisin, CPO, and skin new powder. So in particular, currently these prices are currently trading below their two-year peak, which um, was one of the main contributors to the F&B performance um, as reflected in the recently released quarter results. But looking forward, um, we are keeping an eye on a significant challenge stemming from the consistent upward trajectory of the cocoa, arabica and robusta prices as far as the elevated sugar prices. So this could potentially pose a harder for the FMB players going forward. So the main reason for these elevated prices is actually the extreme weather conditions in major producing and their exporting countries, which lead to the lower production yield and subsequently impact the global supply. So going for, moving forward, um, while the drop in the re- certain commodity prices has given some support to the earnings, um, with the persistent challenges related to the co- sugar, cocoa, arabica and robusta prices are likely to exert um, upward pressures on the margin. Therefore, we are, a bit, we are now cautious about the continuous volatility in the certain commodity prices that could pose a challenge for the F&B producer going forward. Genevieve, what is your call on the sector, your topics, and, and why why are you choosing them? Well, actually, we recently downgraded our recommendations to a neutral stand for consumer sector. So this is primarily driven by the cost-related concern rather than the demand-driven factor. So one of our cautions arise from the volatility in the global commodity prices for F&B players in 1994. Meanwhile, we also anticipate a continued sluggish demand for the discretionary items, largely attributed to the pan-up spending in 2022 and the various implementations of the new taxes in upcoming year. So, But on a positive note, we remain quite optimistic about the demand for the F&B and the poultry products, mainly supported by the positive labour market outlook, various government initiatives and the anticipated revival of the tourist arrivals in 2024. So our topic remains um, consistent uh, the consumer staples with strong fundamentals and in elastic demand for their goods. We prefer QR resources with a target price of six ringgit and twenty-five, and phrases and leaves with a target price of thirty-three ringgit fifty cents. Mainly due to their diversified and uh, growing revenue base. All right, thank you very much for your time. That was Genevieve Ng Payfen, consumer and glove analyst from MIDF Bank, um, telling us her top picks are actually FNN and QL resources. Now, I had a quick look on Bloomberg in terms of consensus, although her target price for QL is six ringgit and twenty five cents. The consensus price target is six ringgit and fifty cents, uh, fifty seven cents. Not cheap though. This stock is trading at thirty three times. PE. Um, there are still 12 buys, one hole, and 10 sells. When it comes to FNN consensus target price, 31 ringgit and 61 cents. Current share price, 28 ringgit and 30 cents. I guess 
when you want good quality names, it's never ever going to be cheap. And that's the point. Uh, but up next, we're going to have Ringgit and Sense. And it's your last chance to take advantage of all the tax exemptions that you get to enjoy for the current year of assessment of 2023. That's happening after the 9.30 a.m. news bulletin. Keep it here, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.